Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome to another special edition of the Spurs News Podcast. This afternoon, I had the pleasure of sitting down with and putting questions to another of us club legends, Paul Miller. Uh, Paul spent many successful years at Spurs. He made his debut in the late 70s and he won two FA Cups and a UEFA Cup during the early 80s with us. So sit back and enjoy. Right, today I'm joined by a club legend, uh, Paul Miller. How are you doing? Very well. Very good. Apart from the uh, train strikes. It's always coming to London. So I just thought I'd start by just... Starting the beginning with you, I guess. How did you end up sort of the Spurs you've set up? And... Right, so where we are now, we're in the city. I'm, I'm born, I'm born half a mile from here, right, Chapel Hospital, uh, Royal London now. Uh, East End boy, two ways out, sport or crime. Uh, luckily, I, I, I play football. Um, school wasn't, uh, school was football and fighting, which I quite enjoyed actually. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, I played football. I, I played for a boys' team called Semrev, uh, that's produced many, many players actually. I went to Chelsea when I was 10. In their academy as it was then um, about two and a half years there and then at 12 and a half 13 I started getting noticed by a lot of other clubs and I started going doing the rounds really I went to about 10 other clubs um, and then when I was third, you know at that, that, that stage I, I met Bobby Moore for a family friend and he advised me to go to Tottenham because uh, he wished he'd have gone there really when he was uh, when he was uh, in, in uh, at West Ham and, um, and so I did I signed for them um, left school at 15 um, joined the, you know, the um, club and never looked back really and it was for me it was the, it was the, it was my club and um, it was a delight to be there with you know with a lot of the other young players there which went on to make it as well yeah sure do you know what I, I get a lot of stick off West Ham fans and that is something I would definitely go back with now the fact that Bobby Moore wanted to play for Spurs <laughs> well he did he I mean it was in 1968 when after you know when Dave McKay left I mean, yeah, he could sure. have joined Spurs but Ron Greenwood wouldn't let him go and in those days of course uh, Clubs held you. Yeah, it was sort sure. of like uh, you know slave labour and yeah, such. Sure. And they wouldn't let him go there. And, um, and Bobby would love to have gone to Spurs, obviously, and, 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 and done, it, done, it, done it there. But he didn't happen. And uh, was, I suppose it was our loss, really. Yeah, sure, sure. So you, you won three trophies, three uh, three honours at Spurs. Obviously, the FA Cup a couple of times and the UEFA Cup final. I always remember because I mean I'm obviously a little bit younger, and I, I, I remember with the two FA Cups, I was only a little boy when they played. So I don't have much memory sort of watching them. But I do remember the, um, the the Man City one, and the, obviously the, the famous Ricky Villa goal. Fantastic goal! I mean, obviously you was on the pitch watching it. I mean, what, what was that like to see? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets better every time you watch it, yeah. year after year. And we get better every year as well. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, I, at the time, uh, uh, I was pushing the uh, pushing the back four up. You know, like you know, I was watching it, but like you know, push up, push up, squeeze up. So, you know, you're doing your own thing as well, yeah, and then, sure. you, then you're sort of like catching it and saying, You've got to shoot, Ricky, and you, know, <laughs> you don't shoot, and whatever. Um, yeah, marvellous feeling. Uh, but even when the goals score, which we have like a wild 30 seconds, and then you're back, we're back in this Steve Perriman and remind everyone about, you know, it's this, it, it, the game that won yet. Yeah, we've got to win this game because Man City, have, have, you know, have played their part as well. Yeah, I mean, sure. the second goal, Steve McKenzie's second goal is, sorry, first goal, isn't it? Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's a wonderful. Volley, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's sure. worthy of winning any, yeah, any, any sure. cup as well. It gets forgotten about that, doesn't it? It does. It's really so Scarf yeah. Crook's goal. Yeah, that sure. gets forgotten about. But what I'm saying is that it was part of the game, and 
the hundredth cup final, the Queen Mum, you know, all the things that go with it, Sopping the Pops, Blue Peter, we were singing our song with Jazz and Dave with us. Um, you know, it was it was it was a great feeling and your first trophy is always wonderful and uh, especially when you're doing it with seven seven homegrowns, which is out of the twelve, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. People who I have known all my you know, a lot of my life, most of my life, and today my family. We still are very close, as you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we see each other all the time. And so to do it and share it with them is quite unique, I think. I would think. Yeah. They're both both the FA Cup finals. They're both replayed, weren't they? You know, and uh, yeah. I mean, the second one, uh, QPR, um, that was our seventieth and seventy-first game to the season. We had an horrendous uh, final. You know, eighteen games in I don't know forty-five days. It's stupid, stupid fixture to pile up. So there was a bad January. Yeah. Missed like, a lot of it. Was a big snowfall in January. That's why we had so many games. Plus. You know, it was final League Cup, semi-final of the Cupman's Cup. We obviously we got kicked off the pitch by Barcelona. Um, you know, and, and it, so we, you know, you can't, you couldn't play any more games. We could have played one more game if we got to the final. Yeah. Of the of the obviously we had the charity shield to start with. Obviously. So you could only have played one more game to to maximum. You could only have played seventy two. We played seventy one. If you if you because you, you know you couldn't go any further. Yeah. Um, so to re- you know the cup final a bit knackered. I mean, we all played. Four of us played with injections, cortisone, steroid injections to play in the, in the cup final, and again for the replay. Um, she ended up having operations for after most of us. But it was a great thing. It was a London derby. QPR played their part, but you know we was favourites to win, and you know we only had to play quite well really. And um, that was in the second division, weren't they? That's right. Yeah, just yeah. get promotion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their, their goalie Peter Huck, who played me at London schools, actually. Okay. He, uh, he was man of the match both games. So yeah. I mean, you know. Shows what we had, yeah. yeah. But I mean, we, we did well to win that because we were tired, yeah. physically tired of that many games. Remember, you got to remember in those days as well. You know, crap training pitches, crap state pitches on your in your stadium. You yeah. know, not everyone, by the way. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy ball, heavier balls. Uh, the medical. You know, we had a doctor and two physios. It was quite a lot in those days. Today, of course, nineteen medical staff, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they don't drink today. And we had a few drinks. That helped that same spirit. Yeah, know? sure. Um, sure. I mean, it was it, it was a climax of a great year, and for me, the second trophy was probably better than the first. It was certainly harder yeah. as far as getting there because you know we played some top teams to reach that part from Chelsea in the quarter final in the second division, but we played some top sides, yeah, sure. and um, it wasn't easy. But I mean, we got there and we won, and you know we would, we just felt we should have won more. Actually, we probably might have won the league as well, but the, the, the games just caught up us. Yeah, well, you was only allowed one sub, weren't you, in the days as well? Yeah. Which didn't help, did it? Didn't help. Um, we had 15, 16 players only, so you know the whole thing really. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you say that they play seventy games, they have a heart attack. Isn't they? <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of things. A lot of made nowadays with like you know modern players. Uh, they're, they're so tired they are, you know. But I guess play seventy games, you know, in a season. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you know, everyone plays sixty-five games, sixty, sixty-five games. So you know, if you were successful. Yeah, sure. So you know, really, it's uh, it was how it was. Yeah, and, uh, no one moaned because you more games you played, the more successful you were. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, with the uh, with the UEFA Cup uh, final in '84, uh, obviously that was that was one where it was in two on two legs. Uh, you scored didn't you, in the first leg. Many memories of it. Yeah, obviously great memories. Um, you know, we've got this one cup, this cup. Played by Munich, by the way, three times in four years. It just shows you. Yeah, how it was. UEFA Cup in those days was like the Champions League. But if you look at the we played, all the teams we beat won the domestic league that year. All of them, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously you had three extra games more than the other ties. In in the Champions, in the European Cup and Cup Winners Cup, there's only one team from the top countries. And this is say there's only five, six decent countries 
in Europe in the West it certainly is now was then yeah sure then you only had five or six teams of course the UEFA Cup you had three or four from each of those countries yeah so you yeah. had 20 odd good top sides in it yeah, sure. the UEFA Cup was the hardest trophy to win without a doubt you can ask anyone you know from there and so you know to win it like we did and but to win it even more with the three of our world class players Clements Ardilis and Hoddle not playing in the quarter final semi final and final I know Ozzy come on at the end but he was, he was, he was nothing anyway to play, you know, and win the trophy without those three, you, you said that at the start of the season, no, it's impossible. Yeah, sure. You can't do that. Uh, well, we did change that tactic a little bit more, and uh, Mickey Midiazic came into his own a little bit more, you know, without Glenn Lozzi, and, and we won it. Um, so I thought it was a fantastic achievement, and obviously winning the, a trophy on your, own, on your own pitch, in your own stadium, is quite unique. It probably can't happen anymore. Yeah. And yet our, our club has done it twice, yeah. which, is, which is more unique, yeah, you know? Sure. Um, so... Um, yeah, it was a great time and great period, and uh, you know we were, you know we should have been in, you know we, we, we should have gone on a bit more really and done the following year we should have won the league again injuries done us uh, up of uh, uh, towards the end of the season we didn't have strikers and Everton had a great run you know and uh, we finished joint second but we should have won it we were the best team in the league that year we beat Liverpool home and away yeah. um, knocked them out of the league cup uh, you know we they were so dominant weren't they yeah so okay. Liverpool were great side yeah. great club team probably arguably ever. Um, so there's certainly this country but no it was, it was good and um, yeah it was, it was good fun I guess it was uh, Keith Birkinshaw I said before the game because his last game draw I guess wasn't it so he added the motion without I guess wasn't it yeah Keith had, uh, had the screen with Scholar the chairman he eventually you know, ruined our club actually um, and uh, so he, he, he decided to go um, it all left a bit of taste really I think in everyone um, but Peter Shreves was going to say, okay, we've been a good man, we'd had even a youth team right through for us, and there's still a lot of home goes there. I mean, certainly in that, that uh, youth for cup squad again, there was players on the bench, you know, homegrowns. I think nine out of the 16 were homegrowns. Never happened before, never happened since. So again, great camaraderie and closeness, which we still have. Um, so yeah, with Keith leaving, it, it, it was all, it was changing, the club was changing. Yeah, yeah. With those... Uh with uh, Ozzy and uh, Ricky being there, at, at the time it was quite unusual, wasn't it, to have sort of you know foreign players, I guess, all the way from South America. In the, in Oz, the, in the, in Ozzy the... and Ricky were the first two foreign members of the PFA. Yeah, um, and they came and changed their club. They changed it. They changed. Ozzy jokes about what cars we drove. You know, <laughs> certainly changed the salaries. Yeah. Um, and also just to, just to highlight, you know, we would have half a dozen um, press guys on a Friday at the training ground. Or something we had 50, 60 yeah. Yeah. all over the world. So yeah, the club went to a different level obviously Glenn was delighted because he had people who could pass him the ball maybe a little bit better <laughs> um, and you know we had world class players coming in with, with, with having won world cups and that's you know you look around when you, the thing is when you look around dressing before a game and see people and who, you, who you're playing with you know, it gives you, gives you great confidence to know you're playing with world cup winners yeah, sure. and uh, you know the people have been there seeing it and done it and it helps us enormously yeah of course cool, yeah I mean, like, that actually leads me on nicely to like the current squad because obviously you've got Hugo Lloris has come in that's won the World Cup at Spurs and, uh, you know, it, it feels like, I don't know how much you, you follow Spurs nowadays, but it, it feels like we're so close to sort of emulating maybe what you did in the 80s and I'm wondering, you know, what it will take or what your thoughts are, really. Um, well, I follow so it's my club. Of course I know, you know, I'm, I'm there every week. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of my, yeah, DNA. Yeah. Um, so... Do I follow it? Of course I do. I know a lot what's going on. Um, obviously, Ozzy's great friends with Mauricio, and Ozzy's one of my closest friends as well. Um, so, 
can we can emulate? You've certainly got the talent to emulate. It's the problem you've got, of course, nowadays. You know, the big six who all want to win something. It's not easy to win things. It's never been easy to win things, by the way. Um, I think we need to go over the line. We need some winners. Um, we have got winners, undoubtedly, but it needs to be proven. And um, maybe we just got to learn a little bit more to get over the line. Um, we've seen that in recent weeks where we've struggled with you know, late goals and silly defensive mistakes. Um, and that's where we really need to tighten up. We, of course, we've got the ability. We've got a wonderful striker. We've got a great manager um, and great players all around. But it just needs that bit extra. And I, I don't, I don't think any of us can can say what it is missing or what it needs to get us over the line. Just to win something. I think now the Champions League looking a big, a big ask, right, to qualify. Let's have a go this League Cup. You know, let's try and win a, let's try and win a trophy. I mean, I, you know, would, would, it, would we settle for League Cup and fourth? fourth in the league, of course we would, and go back in our, new, in our brand new stadium, yeah? So, you know, that's, to me, is that, that's, that's a big thing now. You know, West Ham obviously going to change their team for the next round. They, they have to, you know. Um, but we should be putting as strong a team out as possible. I know it's not going to be easy, we've got Man City, haven't we? Yeah, of course. Is the game going to be, is it going to be, yeah, that, been arranged, as, as, as far as I can tell, we, you've got the three games all in that one week, so it's going to... Yeah. It's going to test yeah. us at a big yeah. time, but what I'm saying is, I think the West Ham game is a massive important game for us because it's a trophy we can win yeah, of it's, it's there to be won yeah um, and uh, you know because Man City and Liverpool undoubtedly will prioritise the Champions League undoubtedly yeah, uh, League Liverpool obviously the league I think if you give okay, Pep Guardiola the uh, choice he would take the Champions League I'm sure Klopp would take the league at the moment they look the two favourites so they can't be caught but they are you know they're very strong um, but I think we, we should have a real go for it let's wait and see it's funny with, with West Ham, I mean, obviously, like the last few years of me playing them, they always seem to be well up. Like, it's one of them games where, on paper, we should beat West Ham every time, but they just seem to raise their game. Has it always been the case with them, or is it something yeah, that's the reason? It's, it's the same with that. Most, uh, most teams, London teams, I mean, our big games really, uh, it's always been Arsenal. I think it's been Chelsea uh, more in recent years. Remember when we, when we were playing, Chelsea were in the second division most of the time, so it really wasn't, wasn't uh, rivals, but. I suppose today Chelsea and Arsenal are a close rivals. They're one of the big six. Um, two of the big six, sorry. West Ham, um, you know, it's always been a rivalry there. But it was always a friendly sort of rivalry. A lot of players have gone both ways to West Ham and Tottenham. So I think it's more the fans that have the needle with it, not really the players and the clubs. Um, you know, West Ham are you know, a good club. It's a, it's a big club, but not it's not in the same bracket as, as ourselves, Arsenal and Chelsea. You know, you've got to remember... The six clubs in England, top clubs in England, are in the top 11 in the world. Add, 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 to add to our six, add Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PS, PSG and Juve, Juve. That's the top 11 clubs in the world. Yeah, and there's a massive gap between the next lot coming up, yeah? Whether you want to who you they are. So, you know, we're, we're in that 11, by the way, and we worked five years ago. Yeah. And that's great credit to, uh, to Daniel, who's done a wonderful job. He's a genius. Obviously, Mauricio now taking us to the next level after after people like uh, Martin, Joel, and Harry Redknapp both done you know terrific jobs for us. Yeah, yeah. It's, Martin, Joel kind of got us that consistency in the Europa League, didn't he? But it's like pushing those pushes onto the next level, hasn't he? You know. Well, the income's gone up as well. It's helped. Yeah. I mean, the TV income's gone up a lot. Uh, so you mean you can get better players, and you know the, the foreign players want to come in and play in England now, don't they? And by the way, it ain't just because of London. They all want to come, you know, it's a few quid there, yeah? And all the big, all the foreigners want to manage here as well, don't they? Yeah, sure. So, you know, it, it's how it's evolved, um, but it's what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, so 
yeah, Mike and Joel did it. Harry pushed us on a bit better. Um, you know, both with limited resources and even Mauricio with limited resources. And, you know, we're, we're going into a brand new stadium, which is going to cost, you know, a lot of money, um, hundreds of millions. And it will be paid back quite quickly. But, you know, there's going to have to be some limits on spending. And, and I think we've seen that in the summer because I think the other thing a lot of people don't realise, certainly supporters don't, is that when one of our top six clubs go and try and buy a player, the price doubles. So what someone will be paying 25, 30 million for, we've got to pay 50, 60 million for. Because all the foreign clubs know we've got lots of money. Yeah. More than they have. And if you look at abroad, there's only half a dozen clubs who've got any money abroad. Yeah. The rest haven't got any money. Yeah. And we've seen that. I mean, you know, we saw, what's the recent statistic, Barcelona, uh, 540 million turnover. Sorry, five, yeah, 540 million turnover and wage bill of 530 million. So forget about buying Pogba, by the way. <laughs> You know, that's, that's that's pie in the sky. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and United like to get rid of him, but they've got no, they're the only ones who look like they're in the shower. City ain't gonna buy him. PSG got the, uh, the, the you know the, the, the wages uh, constraint on them. You know, Real Madrid, I don't think so. So that means he ain't going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's how it is now, basically. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's funny because uh, we, we uh, my colleague who does, uh, does the uh, the podcast with me looked up the eight, how much we pay agent fees. And last year, obviously, we didn't sign anyone this season. But last season, they looked at it, and we got we had a, made a similar amount of signings to Liverpool, and they spent some like twenty eight million on on agent fees, and we spent some like seven million. So we were always paying a lot it less. Shows you Daniel's a good businessman. Yeah, exactly. everyone, everyone moans about him being tight. However, uh, you know, if he's running your business, you're very happy. We should we're all delighted Daniel's running our business because yeah. he saved us money. Yeah, he is careful with all the spend, and he, you know, even on, on the building of the new stadium now, he's I'm sure he's got the best deals, or whatever. And you know, that's good that we're financially strong. I mean, no one wants to see us struggle uh, like some of the big clubs have in the past, and we all know they are very public. Like we struggled in in the in the early nineties when we nearly went bankrupt. You know, I mean, it was uh, it was a big problem, and uh, so I just think you know people got to get a handle on it. And also, <coughs> Spurs supporters in the real world at the moment, you know, we've come from nowhere in four or five years. We've come a million miles in four or five years. We're not quite there yet. We're still, you know, but we're having we're competing. And the other night, for example, Barcelona, when we got well beat, to be honest. But you know, we we, we didn't start with five senior players who would normally play, and that's massive. You know, and if you took out you took out four or five of the Barcelona superstars the other night, yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't have beaten us. Yeah, of course. You know, they've got four or five world class players. Yeah. You know, we've got a few. Yeah. But you but to give Barcelona a proper game, who are one of the favourites to win the trophy, you've got to be full strength. And it's not easy when you've got some of your best players missing, yeah. especially attacking players like Christian and, uh, and Dennis. Yeah. I, I think he, I think those, especially Christian Eriksen, he was the one player I think was missing uh, that we could have really done with on uh, Wednesday. And not only that, if you look at Christian and Dennis' stats and Anson Rich and his team are massive on there, they both run 12 kilometres a game. Yeah. Don't forget that. They only, only create and, and, and score goals, whatever. They run, right? Saying that uh, Harry Winks and Monyama didn't know, of course, they didn't. Yeah, they haven't, played, they haven't had a lot of game time, have they, this season, those two? And you saw them both a little bit struggling with it, yeah? Mm-hmm. I thought Lamella did well for a good you know, 70 minutes and tied out. You know, you, we're playing, we're having to play players, and then, we, and of course, at the bench, we haven't got a lot to come on. Um, so, you know, I thought, I thought um, we did all right. Um, we, we, had, we pressed, we had a good 25 minutes second half, we made it closer, but, you know, at the end of the day, class tells and We've all been fortunate to see arguably the greatest players ever played. Yeah, of course. The other night, the yeah. Wembley, yeah, because and he is, by the way. Yeah, it's funny because um, I was at the game on Wednesday as well, and it's it's one of Barcelona, one of them clubs that, especially when you're watching it live, you get a better view of it. But the player, they players just pop out from nowhere. 
You're like, where did he come from? Like, you know, and they, they just their movement is so world class. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they are have been a world class team for the last 15, 20. Well, they've always been a world class club. Yeah, let's not say it away. We've been one of the you know, the top five clubs in the world, and I'm oh, sorry, top three clubs in the world. They are one of the top three clubs in the world. You know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Man United. That's it. There's a gap between Bayern Munich in there and then PSG, yeah, wherever you want, yeah. wherever you want to go after that. Yeah, yeah. but though, you know, they are an institution. You know, they're a country. They've got eight million people. It's a small cut there, and they'll support Barcelona and a few support Espanyol, yeah? yeah? So, you know, you're talking Catalan, they're massive. And, you know, to compete with them, and, and that, that's a great thing as well, you know, the other night, you know, we're playing Barcelona, which we haven't played since 1982. It just shows you how far we've come, yeah? yeah. And, you know, little kids the other night, I've got friends who brought their kids, you know, they're seeing Messi. Okay. Might, Messi ain't played in London since uh, the Champions League final against Chelsea, yeah. and, and, and the United, and then against Chelsea previous there. So you might not see Messi again in London. Yeah, he's not getting younger, is he? He's 31. Well, he's 31. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. he probably have one or two more years. But I mean, you know, we might we ain't, we ain't going to draw Barcelona again, are we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so um, it was a great, great night for the club the other yeah. night. And okay, we didn't pull out the result, but we came out with some credit. And uh, Harry's continued what he does great. He does the normal. He does the living. And you know, we're ready for Cardiff tomorrow. Aren't we? I mean, that's another big game. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a. It's going to be a bit of a culture shock when it playing Cardiff after playing Barcelona. Uh, it's after Lord Mayor's show, but no, it's not when you beat them because after you get beat, you just want to play next game. Yeah, sure. So sure. I don't think it is. I think, we, you know, Cardiff and Huddersfield are obviously struggling big time. It's a game we expected to win and we should win and it's a good confidence builder for them. Um, I don't think there many changes uh, from the team the other night. It sounds like the injuries are injuries. You know, with the international break, there's a chance to get them fit, isn't it? Yeah. So sure. I don't think there'll be a chance in them. So, you know, it'll be a similar team. Get out there, play. Give Harry plenty of the ball in the box and score goals. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we was talking about the uh, the signings over the summer. I mean, what, what what's your take on you know the lack of signings we made? Is it, you know you see it as a negative, as a positive? Or... I think we I think we've got to look at positives. No one left. I mean, you know, we read the read all the crap in the papers and, and on the television and the media in the last you know towards the end of the season. You know, Richo's leaving, Harry's leaving, everyone's leaving. You know, nobody left. Nobody left. And also from last season. Players were getting played like Mora, Toby, Danny Rose, um, Lamella. They're all players. They're all fit now. They like new signings, really. I think we tried to sign two or three players in the summer. Um, I think they just weren't. They weren't very well. You know, if you look at Zaha, for example, that was obviously quoted well. I'm sure we'd love to play had someone like Zaha. He was never leaving Palace. No. He left Palace. The chairman had been lynched. Yeah. So he was never leaving Palace. Yeah. We tried maybe I don't. Know, Talk about Toby swapping for Martial. United weren't selling their one of their best young strikers yet. You know, you look at Mario's always got the Man City. Um, you know, look at some of the foreign players. But again, the, 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 the prices were enormous yet, yeah? and I don't think we were getting involved in some of those deals. Um, so, you know, I'm sure we tried to sign two or three, but it didn't work out because it looked like Man City signed one. Look at the players signed. There wasn't a lot of players signed. Less money was spent this year. I mean, look at the first look at the net, net numbers rather than, than what, what they were spent. What they spent net over the last season and a half. Right? And they needed it, by the way. Yeah. Arsenal was spent, but I mean, they bought the best. I'm not sure they bought the right players. Yeah? I mean, they could do another four or five. Which is not easy to buy players nowadays. The best clubs don't sell their players. And if they do, they want fortunes. Yeah, sure. So uh, the transfers, I'm just pleased we kept everyone. I think that was a positive for us. Look, at the middle of the day, you ask my opinion, we're going to finish third or fourth, and I want to see us try and win the trophy. So, if we can finish third or fourth, get to an FA Cup League Cup final, um, and get a new stadium to settle in there, 
and after all that's going to bring to us, wonderful. Yeah. Have you had a chance to go to the new stadium? I've been there a couple of times, yeah. yeah. We, we'll go just prior to it being finished. It'll be finished, I, I believe, yeah, before Christmas or just after Christmas. I don't, I don't, I think it's, I think Burnley's been earmarked and so has Man United games, so I think it's somewhere in between the two of them. I think Daniel would love to go, go in early at the Burnley game, I'm sure. Mucho mentioned it last week, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, he, yeah. Daniel won't forgive him for mentioning it, but he mentioned it last week that the Burnley game is a target. It'll be a, you know, I just think any game to get in as soon as we can, yeah? yeah. Um, so I don't think it's far off there. Yeah. I think it's not far off. I think we will be in, waiting in mid-December, in mid-January. And yeah. I think that's, I don't think it'll be after that. I think that's when it'll happen. So yeah. when it, when it's to be, when it is, great, you know. We, we like, we don't mind when we're just getting there, isn't it? Yeah. We all like being there. It's a bloody going, going there and getting away. Getting away. <laughs> it's one of the things, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder and I, I love staying to the end, but if you do stay to the end, you're looking at about another hour just getting to the train station. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're lucky. I mean, we're, you know, we're all there as ambassadors. Yeah, and, sure. you know, we stay for an hour after, yeah. you know, three hours before and an hour and a half after. Yeah, so it's sure. don't really have that. But yeah. traffic on the certainly is still bad. It doesn't matter what time. So I've got home in three quarters of an hour or two hours. Yeah. I mean, it can be anything yeah. between those two. But look, it's, it's what it is. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll have another 70-odd thousand tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, I can say. So what I'm saying, yeah. you look at some, you know, look at last year we averaged seventy-one thousand. I mean, you look at the gates we get; it's fantastic. Yeah. It's given yeah. a lot of Spurs fans a chance to go and watch the team that wouldn't normally get a chance. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've still got a forty thousand waiting list in the new stadium coming. Yeah, of course. So it just yeah. shows you the you know, yeah. support we have, and um, it's great to see. Yeah, I was at the um, the Carabao Cup game against Watford at the um, Milton Keynes, and that's talking about difficult places to get to. And the, the, the ground was nice. It reminded me a little bit of why I lay that kind of feel about it, the capacity and stuff, and. They were talking about going to uh, Milton Keynes, weren't they? But like you say, going playing at Wembley is giving fans the opportunity to go that probably wouldn't have been able to, maybe, like, you know, if we'd have gone to Milton Yeah, Kings. I think if Milton Keynes did give people a good chance to go there. I don't think we were ever going to go to Milton Keynes. I think Daniel explored the idea to put more pressure on Wembley because they were asking, the FA were asking silly money. Yeah. They love getting a better deal out of them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was a one-off, Milton Keynes. I think it was good. I think everyone enjoyed it. I, don't, I didn't hear anyone complain apart yeah. from... The M1 being shot on the way home, and that ain't the club's fault, is it? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so, you know, it's like Lou Circling when they close things, it ain't the club's fault. And you, you yeah. look at some of the councils to say have a bit of common sense, but they don't have common sense, which we know. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, 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 it's more games, but, you know, and all the most at the moment, you know, seven league games, two, two at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone keeps forgetting about that. Yeah. 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 You know, so. Um, uh, yeah, it's, we're, we're doing all right. We're fine. I mean, we've got the best start Mauricio's had, yeah. Um, and tomorrow, let's try and bang a few goals in it. Again, it won't be easy because Cardiff can't make it difficult. We all know that. They're fighting for their lives. But, you know, get, an, uh, get a goal in the first half an hour. Game opens up, and, you know, and then we can exploit it. And Cardiff will get more tired. Um, you know, and uh, let's try and get Harry another hat trick, yeah? He could do another one, couldn't he? So <laughs> try and break a few more records. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's, he's like a goal machine. I mean, I, I looked at some of the stats with him, and, I mean, he's only, he's only like a hundred off... Being a top goal scorer, you know, he's like 120. No, he's got, yeah, 120. Yeah. I mean, but you know, listen, in the end of the day, he's, that's what he is. Let's hope he stays long enough to be 120. I mean, obviously, I know the family well. They're wonderful Spurs fans, big I and mean, the grandparents and parents, his in laws, they're all Spurs fanatics. So is Harry. And long as we keep achieving and, you know, and progressing, Harry's not going to go anywhere. You can yeah? see that, yeah. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Uh, you know, we need to keep progressing. And we are progressing, by the way. Listen, this new stadium is the best football stadium in the world when we move in. Which is why players want to play there, yeah? They can't wait to go in there, yeah? And it's going to give us, look at the income that's going to give us then, especially with the NFL added on and pop concerts, rugby, cricket, you know, 
all of all the add-ons you can use. Instead of stadium being used 30 times a year, it's going to be used 50 times a year. And that's fantastic for us because the more money we've got, the more players we can have, you know, more better ways we can pay. We all know it works. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's, we've, we've got a gem in Harry. They don't often come along like that, especially a homegrown. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's remarkable. He's, 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 a, he's a dedicated, focused young man um, with a streak in him, you know, like they've all got. And, you know, you get him, give him the chances because, you know, let's get it right. If people saying he wasn't fit, he's been fit all season. He weren't getting chances. He weren't even getting the opportunity. So he said, he looks tired. Well, give him the ball. Let's see if he's tired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then since yeah. the last three or four, well, I don't think he's had, I don't think he's had a poor game yet. I think he's been fine. And I think the last three or four games, he's been outstanding. You know, and his goals are shown, he's passing. He's a good footballer, by the way, yeah? yeah. Which in later life, like Rooney did, he'll, he'll play deeper, won't he? Yeah, sure. he can, he's got the ability to hit the 40-yard passes yeah, and exactly. such and whatever. Yeah. So, you know, Harry's got a great long career, hopefully, with him. And it's hope it's at Tottenham. Uh, and there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Because uh, he's, you know, he's just one of the highest paid players now. Um, carried away with his wages and salaries, you know. If you're talking about 200 grand a week, you know, it's more than that, I believe. Um, but, you know, there's only there's only half a dozen players in this country earn that money. So don't get carried away. We keep saying, like, you know, there ain't many players getting it right, in this country. Actually, in the world, yeah, right? Yeah. Even you look at, the, you know, the other clubs, the other top clubs in, in Europe. They ain't paying all their players that, mm. by the way. Yeah. You know? Barcelona might be paying three or four, which is a lot. You know, Man United are paying two, maybe three, possibly. Man City, two. Yeah. Arsenal, one. Yeah. You know, Chelsea, one. So what I'm saying is, don't yeah. all get Liverpool. I don't think anyone's getting that. Yeah. Maybe one, right? So when these people start saying about 200 grand a week, hold on, how many are getting it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And this country, yeah. if we get, if 10 of them are getting it, it's a lot. Yeah, of course. So what I'm saying is, don't get carried away with the salaries. People are far too ignorant, especially our supporters, about wages. Let's get it real. They ain't getting that money, right? Yeah. It's in fantasy land. Yeah, yeah, you know, but of course, the likes of Sanchez will get a free transfer. Ozil is ready to go. They're going to get more money because that was their position they were in. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know, but yeah. generally, if you're, you know, the Bell situation, Bell, Bell gets apparently 1.1 million a, uh, a month after tax, right? So to give Bell, you'd have to pay Bell 30 million a year, give him a four-year contract and pay 80 million for him. He's 200 million quid over four years. And then the four years, he goes for nothing. Yeah. Sorry, that's why no one's bought him. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of people like to have bought Gareth Bell. Yeah. But it's just impractical. Yeah. You know, so like some Man United couldn't buy him, wouldn't buy him. You know, City and, and everybody else, because I can't afford it. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. You know, so what I'm saying is, was he leaving, and by the way, he plays for a top club and living in a great city. Yeah. Gareth Bale was never leaving Real Madrid. <laughs> Especially once Ronaldo went. And Ronaldo yeah. went for nearly for nothing because yeah. you, you've had to pay his wages. Yeah, sure. 36 million a year. So what we're saying is, that was that transfer was, I forget the figures you read, they paid hardly anything for it. Yeah. You know, and the thing, you know, the thing about the shirts, oh, they sell loads of shirts. If, if Nike are giving you 50 million a year, do you think they're giving you 10 pound a shirt? You're lucky to get a pound a shirt yeah, exactly. after. So what yeah, they've said to you is, yeah. we'll give you money up front, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? They're making all the money from the shirts. Make, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're yeah. giving you, we're getting 40 million a year from Nike. Yeah. yeah. I, giving, we, I don't know if we're getting one pound 50 a shirt <laughs> after that. What I'm saying is, it's you nominal, isn't it? Yeah. It's nominal. Yeah. And you vote, yeah. every, everyone in the world gets the same. Because yeah. if Adidas are giving uh, a mate, is it Adidas a United, I think it is. Yeah, that's right. If yeah, they yeah. give them 60 million a year, they ain't giving them money on the shirts, by the way. They're getting it up front. 
guaranteed for 10 years. Yeah. So, what, so don't get carried away when you say, well, the shirt sponsors can do it. They don't do it. Yeah. Right? So get in the real world, everyone. Fight, understand how way our companies work. Companies work the same. Football clubs work the same as any other business. They need to have turnover. And, and they have well, this is why they put in this financial fair play, haven't they? Because they, it's to stop clubs from you know spending silly money maybe they haven't got, isn't it? Well, maybe, but what it, what it hasn't done, obviously, you've got two clubs in the world who have got unfair advantage: yeah. Man City and um, PSG, who are owned by punchers. Yeah. They've got they've got sovereign wealth. Yeah. You know, they get round it by saying, "Well, like you know, we're going to sponsor the shirts for hundred million a year," mm-hmm. and that's how they get round it. Yeah. yeah? Of but what I'm saying is, really, they've got unfair advantage, all of us, because every other every other club is either owned by the members, like Barcelona, Real Madrid, yeah, Bayern Munich, uh, or owned by billionaires who are saying, "Yeah, I put a few quid in, but I ain't put any more in." You know, people have a go at Joe Lewis. Why can't he put money? Why should he put more money? Exactly. Joe has guaranteed the overdraft on yeah. the uh, on, on the stadium. They guaranteed the what it's going to be. That's just enough. It's hundreds of millions, right? By the way. Why should he wait? Well, if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't be putting, give you another 200 million to spend yeah. on players and agents. <laughs> exactly. Why would you? Yeah, of course. Do it out of turnover. Yeah. We do everything out of turnover. Yeah. All our clubs do it out of turnover. Yeah. Liverpool do it out of turnover, by the way. Yeah. Arsenal have been keeping money for years. They must have a massive amount of money, Arsenal, yeah? They ain't spent anything. They ain't yeah. never spent anything. So all I'm just saying is, when they say Joe Louis spend, why should Joe Louis spend? And he got a boat, by the way, 250 million quid. He's earned it. Yeah, of course. Now, Joe Louis yeah. is an East Ender. Yeah. He come out. He come out with nothing. His, his parents had a pub, yeah. managed a pub. Yeah? yeah, he ended up becoming a billionaire. Yeah, good luck to him. You know, Bramwich spent the money for different reasons. Yeah, I don't see United spend a lot of money. They're right. owners. They yeah, spend what right. they got. Yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. they get. What's he got? In the past, they had three times their turnover. Now it's just over double. Yeah, yeah, sure. So all I'm just saying is, get in the real world, everyone. You know, there ain't big money to spend. Mm-hmm. It's a business, mm-hmm. and fair play. Is it probably trying to control Men's City and PSG to be fair because I'll tell you what now I don't know if worked in banks banks ain't lending money to clubs because you can't get it back mm. you can't give a club 100 million facility because you, you can't you can't claim it back you've got to start I'll go we're going to repossess the club and you're going to get relegated and lose 10 points and have like hundreds of thousands of fans invading their banks yeah sure so, so yeah. if you're Barclays Bank you ain't lending a football club overdrive yeah of course because you know you, ain't, you can't, you can't, get, it, you can't yeah. get it back yeah of course yeah. So that's the other thing yeah. clubs haven't got big overdrives yeah. anymore no one's got a big overdrive yeah. no one realistically has got a big overdrive sure man you know I can have a few because they've got, <laughs> they've got it coming in they've got guarantee income yeah, with Eddie sure. Das and whoever yeah uh, but what I'm saying is generally banks won't lend money mm. to football club. I wouldn't lend money to a football club yeah. you know unless unless it's on the back of the Sky TV money and then my risk is murder yeah of course you know, yeah. or BT. Yeah. That's my risk. Then I ain't risk. I'm telling you, get you. You assign the TV money over to me. Mm. So that's the that's the risk you're taking. Yeah, then you're not risking yeah. Tottenham Hotspur, Liverpool. You're risking uh, yeah. Murdoch, who's the biggest media company in the world. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that's what I'm saying. Get 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 a hang on it. Understand how finances work in football. And the thing is, as well with with Spurs, look, you know, we've got this. Mate, like you say, the best stadium in the world uh, about to be built. It's finished. The training facilities. We've got everything there, haven't we? I mean, the, the, like when. When we had the World World Cup, Brazil the Brazil sort of come to our, our training ground, didn't they? That was their, their pre World Cup base. You know, and this is one of the best teams in the world picking our one because they know it's the best. What I'm saying to you is, we've got the, one of the finest training grounds in the world now. Yeah, it's it's an American country club. If you've only been to the States and been to a golf club, country mm-hmm. club, you understand what I mean by that. Manicured lawns, everything. <clears throat> With players, so you're a young player playing for Bilbao. You're a young 24 year old. You have got a girlfriend. You have got a choice of going to play in England. 
the wages are the same, by the way. Where do you want to go? Liverpool, Manchester, or London? Right? That's the three choices you've got, right? So she straight away, what does she say? London, capital of the world. And I am biased, by the way. It is the capital <laughs> yeah, of the world. Yeah, it's sure. the most visited place in the world. It's the number one destination of any tourist in the world. Yeah. London. Oh, I want to live in London, right. Where are we going to live? Well, we're going to live in Hadley uh, Hadley Wood, Cuffley, uh, lovely areas. Right, okay, good. Money's the same. Let's go and look at the training facility. Wow. Wow. Right? Right, he's English national, Brazilian national. He's already been there, or German. Remember Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, have all trained, uh, used our training facilities when they played London clubs in the Champions League. Yeah? All stay local, you know, and, and there. So he goes, wow. Right, let's go and look at where you play, which you only go to once a fortnight anyway, yeah? Wow. So what we're saying is, if we're giving the same wages, or even slightly less, one, she's going to say, where do you want to live, Liverpool, Manchester, London? It ain't even a choice, by the way. Yeah. It ain't even a choice. She's saying, don't be stupid, it's London, right? And so is he, generally, yeah? He's then looking at the training ground and stadium. Yeah, well, right? As long as the money's the same, I can't... But then the big thing is, of course, is, am I going to play? So probably if you think about signing up a striker, so you're, you're Miguel playing with Bilbao, Right, scored 30 goals last year. You meet Pochettino's going to love you. And well, so, okay, boss, where am I going to play? Well, you, you play when Harry's not playing, or we're going to play you, bring on the sub. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember, players players ain't all, all up in for the money, yeah? Yeah, cool. of course. they need money, it's their yeah. job. I want to play, by the way. Yeah. I want to play. Yeah. I don't want to sit on the bench and be second fiddle to a, a world class player, yeah? Yeah, of course. So if you ain't playing me, forget it. Um, you know, and I, you know, we've, there's loads of stories like that out there. You know, of people who could have joined our club and didn't because they, they ain't going to get a regular place. They know they're not going to. Yeah. So what yeah. I'm saying, you won't buy another striker. Yeah. If you're a world, if you're sorry, up and coming, great striker, right? Are you going to come to Spurs? Yeah, of course. Of course not. Yeah. Because you ain't going to play. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, what? Buy another striker. Yeah, go yeah. and find one. Yeah, go and find one who's half decent, yeah. who's going to play second fiddle Harry. See, that's why we're lucky, aren't we? Because we've got Lorente, who's been there, done it. You know, he's, he's, what, he's one of the most stuff he can win as a football yeah. player. And he's happy to be second fiddle because he's coming well, to he the is, end of his I mean, career. You know, I'm not sure if he's the right one. He'll probably leave in the season. But we've got Mora and Son who yeah. can play, in this, you know, play off the strikers. Yeah. And, we do, and we'll, we'll play with Harry, yeah, yeah and whatever. So they're two good people to play with Harry, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is that why didn't we buy another striker? Who, sorry, tell me who would come. Yeah, of course. Who would yeah. come who's available, right? Even if we bought Martial, he ain't an outright striker. He'd be another one who would compliment yeah, sure. Harry, yeah? yeah, yeah. I'm just using him as a, as a, as a, nut, as a figure. Yeah, yeah? Sure, yeah. And Zahar would play wide, wouldn't he? Which again would, would suit us. Yeah. So they were two players who would have suited our system mm. and would have played a lot of games, yeah? But I'm saying to you now, with the supporters again, with ignorance, who we could assign? Tell me who we could assign. I take people all the time. Okay, yeah, I've got a choice. Who would you sign in the world now? What, what striker? For start, the club they're probably out won't let them go. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You, know, you think Liverpool is selling uh, uh, Salah? You know, Man United <laughs> selling Lukaku? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, 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 a City selling Aguero? Yeah. Right? I mean, the other night, Suarez? You know? So, what I'm saying, all these top strikers, they ain't going anywhere, by the way. Yeah. Right? And the ones who you, you know, the ones underneath that you think have a go, and we can buy them, we can afford them, yeah? They, they want to play. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, let's get that thing right. They ain't coming to us uh, while Harry's there. Yeah. We've just got to find play other players. I think at the moment, you know, we've got five injuries. At the, we had five, four or five injuries the other night. That's quite a lot for anybody. That's the same thing. Barcelona had that the other night. Four or five of their key players out. We're the top, top, top yeah? yeah? So that's what I'm saying. 
do you know, I know, he, I know he didn't have his best game, but I was pleased to see Hugo back. I know he, Larissa, he didn't play, obviously, a couple of big mistakes, but I'm glad to have him back on the pitch for us. Cause of course you are. He's a world-class goalkeeper. Yeah. He's got fantastic experience, a World Cup winner. I think he may be a bit trying a bit much the other night when he rushed out early on for the yeah. goal. I think he came too early. He wasn't settled down yet. He had a brush of blood to the head. You know, what they come to sit in front of me, what was, what was Hugo doing? Yeah. That's quite unusual to move like that. So, he's only normal. He made a mistake. Um, it happens. Uh, so, it trippy. He was ball watching a bit. You know, how did that fella getting behind him? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can blame who you want for the first goal. There's, there, there was two players there to blame. Yeah. It happens sometimes. You've got to learn from that. That's what, that's what I mean by about you're going to win things. You've got to cut out those mistakes. Yeah, you can't let last minute goals in like yeah. we did at Brighton, yeah. like we did at Milan, <laughs> like we did against Watford. They were, yeah. you know, two set pieces. You know, you've got to start cutting those things out. And because the, the more you cut them out, the more chance you've got to win stuff. So there's a couple of players I was quite impressive actually against Barcelona. Uh, Winks, I think, starting to really. Like, I know him and Lamella was the other player. They've both had big injury problems, but they seem to both be coming back now, don't they? Quite strong. And well, that's such a good thing to start the interview. You know, we've got Winks and Lamella come back. We've yeah. Mora didn't play, who's now fitter. Yeah. You know, Toby didn't play a lot. Danny Rose didn't play a lot. Then Belly missed a lot of the season. And these players are all, all, all still with us, by the way. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're fit, right? So, you know, it's a big bonus for I thought Harry did quite well the other night. I thought he was probably our best player. Lamella had a good hour. You know, he's full of energy and whatever. He, he's a bit reckless sometimes. You've got to be careful about it. He got booked and then you know, he got sent off next yeah, minute. You know, yeah. But, you know, you like his spirit anyway. You like his character. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, they, were, they were two of the better ones the other night. Me, me and my mates, funny enough, we play Lamella bingo. It's like, what minute he's going to get his yellow card? Because he's nine times out of ten, he's trying to get one somewhere already. Yeah. <laughs> of course, years ago he wouldn't even he wouldn't get booked now. No, those challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like him. He's, he seems to. It's a funny. Like, it feels like he's become a man. Like you know, now he's got. He's, even he looks stronger. He looks more like a, a kind of a. Well, I think if you spent a year in a gym, you would be stronger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he's out yeah. for a year. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so you know. He, he, Put some bulk on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it looks. Well, I've got some. Uh, I've got some questions anyway, uh, Paul. We've um, we've we've got Spurs news. We're on Facebook, on Instagram. So if you don't mind, let's ask you. So we've got one from uh, someone on Instagram. They call themselves Top the Matey ones. Is uh, who was the toughest defender? You or Graham Roberts? I think we were similar. similar. So yeah, yeah, we were just similar, and uh, we had a good partnership because we, you know, we both take the business, I suppose, and uh, we we had, we played how it was then, and uh, I don't think you can. You can ask that question really. Yeah, sure. No worries. We've got one from our from our own Sam. He says, uh, "What was your most challenging time when playing at Spurs, and what do you think uh, that experience taught you?" Uh, I suppose uh, getting the team. You know, was, I was very impatient. That's why I sent it to Norway when I was eighteen. You know, I thought I should have played a lot earlier. Um, so when it came, it was fine. I mean, challenging experience. Uh, I suppose always stand there, really standing the team and. Uh, Injuries don't help, you know, when you get injured. Getting over injuries is always a problem. Um, so, but, you know, generally I was with my mates and travelling really well, playing football and getting well paid for it. So it was a bad job. Yeah, cool. We've got uh, one from Marty Ost. He says, uh, who was the most brilliant and who was the dirtiest player you faced? And he says his guess would be Russian Sunis. Uh, I think we played against pairs in those days. So you talk about Ian Rush's Kenny Dargo should be right up there, yes. Andy Graham, Graham Sharp, Saul Regis, Gary Thompson at West Brom, Peter With and Trevor Francis and Tony Woodcock at Forest, uh, Gary Shaw and Peter With at Villa, um, Joe Jordan, Lou Macari at Man United, and you know Mark Hughes, Frank Stoke later on at Man United. Great, all great, 
Brazil and Mariner, it was just a fantastic pair, yeah. Aaron's one of my good best friends, yeah. Uh, so all difficult and, uh, you know, I'm really good to be 20 minutes to kick in one night, yeah, uh, for Bayern Munich. But we played in two rather than one. Um, as soon as, you know, Graham's a friend of mine, I mean, Graham was a, was a tough boy, a tough nut. So was all of Liverpool's midfield, by the way, as soon as Ronnie Whelan, Jimmy Case, they didn't mess about and left their foot there. But I didn't play, I didn't come up against Graham much because I was his midfield player, I was a defender. Um, I think Nick Hartford would be in there in the category, he was a tough boy. Um, you know, there was, there was lots of them really. I mean, they was all difficult in their own way. Physically, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure people like Joe Jordan and Mick Hartford, Andy Gray, Graham Sharp, Cyril Regis, Gary Thompson would be very physical. Yeah, uh, sure. uh, we played against uh, amongst the physical, most physical, but you know, there's lots of different people playing. Uh, it's not easy to identify anything. Great thing about most of these, apart from Cyril, obviously, we lost earlier this year. We're all friends, we get on great. You know, we did even then, you know, we shook hands afterwards at the man's game, smash each other to pieces, and we shake hands and have a beer after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question from uh, Scott Turner, but he says, before I ask the question, he just wants to let you know that uh, when he was in primary school, he got a lot, in a lot of trouble because um, his teacher uh, confiscated his, his uh, panini stick with you. And he said he went through a handbag <laughs> at lunchtime and she found him. So uh, he said, yeah, he needed, that, he needed you to complete his, his Spurs pay. So <laughs> he said, was there any uh, unsung heroes at the club? And he said, did you get uh, media training like, like players do nowadays? Unsung heroes? What do you mean by unsung heroes? I think he's, I think he's uh, um, like maybe behind the scenes, like players that, you know, you, you didn't kind of like, you know, the maybe characters behind the scenes that, you know, the ones that, you, you, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't hear about, wouldn't see necessarily on the pitch. But I don't think there was players that you wouldn't know. You'd know all the players. Yeah. I mean, there was there was some proper people at the club like Johnny Wallace, the kit man, Sylvia, the laundry lady, um, Ron Henry was our junior coach, was fantastic. Um, obviously, the club doctor was a great character, Brian Curtin, Irish, loved to drink. Um, <laughs> so you had wonderful characters, you know, Mrs. Wallace and, and, and Mrs. Bick in the uh, secretary office. You know, we were a big family club. We all knew each other. Uh, Peter Bay, the club secretary at the time, was wonderful. You know, there was there was some great people in the club that helped the club. Um, Bill and uh, Mick, the, you know, two of the ground staff, were unbelievable characters, so funny. And, you know, and, and when you were at the club at a young age, you know all these people from a young age. And uh, we're the wonderful family. Uh, Steve Perrin was responsible for that, the skipper. Who is our greatest ever captain and one of our greatest ever players? You know, no, no one, by the way, no one's going to beat his record, yeah? 950 games. That's there forever. Yeah. They'll never be beaten. Even, yeah, sure. even Harry stays to 35, he ain't going to beat that, yeah? yeah. Um, so I just think it was a great time to be there. Uh, the, the club was at, at some of its best time. Um, and, we, and we were close with the fans, very close with the supporters. Uh, obviously, it was, a, it was a drinking area drinking era so we had you know, a drink with the fans you know uh, after games uh, most of the VIP fans really you know without friends and that's rather than the, you know that behind the goal who I, who I still know I've been a score with a lot of them, you know I know a lot of Spurs fans who were quite hooligan type yeah um, but I think it's, it's a very it's a very special club that club uh, we've been brought up the right way uh, we've got and by the way all the people I got up with we've got good manners we're very close uh, we're very tight with each other um try and be in time we try and dress right and, and all the things that we were taught as a young age uh, clean your shoes do your tie up and, uh, and that's left us all in good stead and you know most of the, the team in the squad I played with and the different players have all gone on to do quite well really mm. um, you know and, and have a good lifestyle 
uh, without having earning the, the millions you know that they had done today. And um, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, with, with that career, you know, it's a short career, isn't it? As a football player, so you know, if you, if you get all those those kind of skills, you, you develop them for when you retire. Then it sort of well, yeah, I mean, I went to the service industry, I went into the, you know, the finance business after football and uh, came to the city. But yeah, of course, I mean. You know, communication skills, man management skills. You know, mixing with the team spirit. It's all, it's all a given when you're playing. Yeah, especially when we would play with as well. With that, you know, when we're so close, we, you know, Chris Uton, Mark Falco, going on. I've known him as long since I was 12 years old. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know anyone, Robert. Yeah, sure. These are my yeah. family. Yeah. yeah, sure. So you know, it's um, it's quite unique on that. Yeah, um, and we're always there for each other. We talk to each other. Time we got our own WhatsApp, the Spurs boys. You right, know. Yeah. Take the piss out of each other yeah. non-stop, non-stop. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, but we, you know, we've had you know Ray Clements and John Lacey to name the two have had you know big cancer problems in the last number of years, and you know we're always there for them, and um, you know it's it's like our brothers being hurt, yeah. Sure. So no, not many people got this. Never happened before, never happened since. There's so many players played in one era that grew up together like that, and that gives the Tottenham thing. And I think it's the family thing. I mean, my family were Tottenham supporters. They weren't before, they weren't really into football, my family, but you know, my grandchildren now and my daughters, and they're all Spurs fans there. This how it is now. And, um, you know, we, we're getting bigger and bigger, aren't we, our, our, our fan base? You know, and you see the waiting list for season tickets and, and, you know, and how many fans we take everywhere. I mean, there's only two clubs that sell every way, way ticket they get us and me and I. It's a great tribute to our fans, yeah? And the support away is fantastic. Always, by the way, always has been. Yeah. Always has been, to be fair. So, you know, it's, I'm very proud of our club. I think it's got a, a great leadership now. I think Daniel's uh, learned to love it and, 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 um, and, and, and make it work. Tracy's wife has, has helped enormously on that. She's a Enfield girl, Tottenham girl. My brother, obviously, is the general manager, Alan, yeah, who follows Mauricio around like a shadow. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's still family. You haven't got many directors. You know, we're not like that. We've got a lot of staff, obviously, now, because that's how you have to be. You're running a big business now, yeah? A multi-million pound business. But, I mean, um, it still has a family feel. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, we're all very proud of that. And I think uh, the fans should be as well. I, I read the fans. I mean, they get up, they're up and down like yo-yos. But then they're like, most fans are like that. Sure. Hey, some can be a bit nasty because and, and you know, they're hiding behind their typewriters, aren't they? But, I mean, generally, I mean, I've, I've never met Spurs fans or anything other than complimentary. Because I probably played in the great era as well, you know, last of the successful teams we had. Yeah, uh, should have been a lot more trophies, by the way. You know, that's the biggest disappointment. I think if someone just had that disappointment for playing, didn't win more trophies. Yeah. Should have done. Should have won the league. Probably ninety five. Should have won the league. Yeah. So that would be my biggest disappointment about the club. The only disappointment, really. Yeah. I mean, like, let's get three trophies. Ain't bad, is it? For Spurs? <laughs> I mean, you can't. No, but when you play the sort of team we had, we should have won more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. You know, but then injuries and other stuff, and there's some great teams around as well in those days. You know, look what Everton did to really good sides. You know. Everton's last great team. Yeah, funny, I think, you know. Um, Everton will come again because they've got Rich Owen now, and yeah, they're going to be something. So they'll, 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 they'll be the one that breaks into that. Yeah, they'll sure. be the only one, actually. There won't be anyone else yeah. breaks into that. Top six, friends of top six. Yeah, it's funny what you're saying about a big group becoming. Uh, I see a stat recently that uh, in Asia, we're now the second uh, highest club in the, in the world, uh, merchandise wise now, you know, and so it just shows the, the reach and, like, you know, how big of a club we I know we're very coming. big in North America now as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. massive in North America. Yeah. Um, look, that's why 
the snow that, for instance, all the, all the top clubs go to the Far East in America pre-season or yeah, post-season. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah. It's not an accident. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, yeah. There's two things. One, it's the merchandise, and secondly, they're much they're getting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's spreading the word, and you've got to go that far now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the World Cup done us the world of good. I mean, we had nine players at the last weekend, yeah. I mean, yeah. fantastic, yeah. yeah of uh, we've got six in the England squad for, for next week, yeah. I mean, that's more than anyone. Yeah, of course. So that's, that's a good thing, and, you know, we're doing it with an English core, which is nice, yeah. nice, nice for us, English. Yeah, of course, sure. Um, Right, one last question. It's from your dad. <laughs> Who was the best player you ever played with? So I played with two, didn't I? I mean, Ozzy and Glenn. I mean, I think it's difficult to separate them. I think uh, Ozzy made Glenn a better player. So would he be better than Glenn in that way? But Glenn was Glenn. I mean, Glenn was my room partner for seven years uh, around the world. Um, he had a set of gold clubs on both feet. He was fantastic. He's the best player, home-produced player we've ever produced. Probably ever will. As a footballer, Harry Harry could well be the greatest goal scorer we ever produced. But even Harry, but he, yeah. he ain't got yeah. Glenn's not ability. Yeah. Yeah. No one's got Glenn's yeah. ability. Yeah. Uh, so he is the, the greatest player we've ever produced at homegrown. Um, Ozzy came and changed their club, revolutionised their club. No one, no one player's ever done that, by the way, before or since. Uh, so you know, I'd have to say the two of them really. I can't, I can't really separate them. Separate them. But all I know, Glenn became a better player. After Ozzy arrived, because he had someone give him the ball a bit more, yeah? Yeah. Past two. So, I mean, you know, two wonderful, gifted players, you know, great goalkeepers as well. Ray Clemens, we have two great goalkeepers, really, Ray Clemens and Pat Jennings in their club sure. over the years. So, I'm not going back to Ditchburn and Brown, Bill Brown, but I'm not knocking those, but I mean, it's before our time. But, you know, to say we've got those two, and, and, and but Glenn and Ozzy, you know, will be in, be in any Spurs team, wouldn't they? Yeah. They should be. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan because of my dad, but, you know, it was Glenn for me, like, you know, just watching him, it, it, it was just, yeah, majestic, like, you know, I, 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 so, you sort of sad, you know, because obviously when it was all, they still had stands, and my dad would be at the back, and I'd be at the front, sort of, peering through the fence and watching him, and what he could do just was incredible. The greatest thing with Glenn, obviously, what people don't know, you watch him in training, watch him in the pre-match build-up, yeah. the skills he had, yeah. the technique he had, fright, but his vision of long passing I mean you know a free kick round the area is like a penalty for him yeah the corner right foot left foot I mean you've heard the stories when he took over England you know when he started coaching England trying to teach Beckham the skulls how to take free kicks you know, and, and they're saying well, we can't do that Glenn's yeah. trying to teach him yeah, yeah. And, and he can do both foot feet by the way yeah you know naturally two footed Sadie Mickey Hazard was a great two footed player yeah but not not the, the vision that Glenn had on the long passing really with that um yeah, I mean, Hoddle is, is our all-time great. So. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Paul. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, it's quite clear Paul hasn't lost any of his no-nonsense attitude, and it's also quite clear how much of an affiliation and love he still has with Spurs. Uh, don't forget you can find Spurs News on Facebook, and also we're on Instagram and Twitter on at Spurs News 1961. For now, take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember to dare 
is to do.